Ghosty fam. Welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. I'm Megan and my co-hosts Amy and AP are all soul sisters who usually recap episodes of the TV show The Dead Files. But since they're on break, we are sharing some new and fun things with you. Some weeks we interview interesting people and other weeks it's listener stories. This week it's listener stories. Yes, thanks for joining us again. This is Amy. And this week we have stories from Michael, who is Abductee Mary's friend, Serena, our new patron, which we'll get to in a sec. Mm -hmm. Julie is from the Dead Files offshoot chat on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then a special visit from our friend Melissa, who will tell us some ghosty fun stories. Mm -hmm. So please say hello also to Amy P, aka AP, our newest member. She's keeping us Check with facts and stuff like that. Hey, Amy. Howdy, howdy. Hi, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Also want to say welcome to Serena, our new patron. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, she joined us recently, and that's pretty exciting. We're always excited to see a new patron member. Yep, that's right. Uh, so come over and join us. I mean, what's it going to hurt? Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. That's right. Nope. Nope. That's right. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's always in there, but yeah, just yeah. take a look for it. It's just patreon.com slash the activity continues, all one word. Mm-hmm. No dash. Perfect. So, yeah. Cool, cool. And then as for content warning, again, because we're talking with people with various different stories, we don't know what's going to happen. So please check the show notes as to what might be a trigger warning that's coming up. Yeah. I don't really think there's going to be anything as far as the stories that I've seen and mm-hmm. heard, but... Um, there, you know, our conversation might veer off, you know, as it does. There's always swearings. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's, you know, I noticed that when we met with uh, Leah, the shaman, uh-huh. we really uh-huh. didn't swear very much at all. She was just so <laughs> oh, like, wow. calming. Like I didn't want I to like. She was just like, oh, well, no. fuck. And, yeah, I didn't want to like <laughs> come at her. Right. You know? Right. She was just like very earthy is like yeah. a really that's just And then Kirsten I love she she started off with and all that shit oh shit can I swear <laughs> <laughs> And we're like oh absolutely she's like beautiful good yeah. <laughs> yeah fluent fluent in the lingo yes yeah. fluent in swears yes she yeah. was a blast too. I can't she wait so much fun. to have her back so I yeah. can yeah. Yeah, and chat with her cuz Oh, she seems so fun. She was really fun. She's really cool. And she's got mm-hmm. so many stories and does mm-hmm. so many variety of things that, yeah. yeah so cool, many so. variety. I love that. So many varieties. So many variety. Yeah. Yep. 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 That sounds like so me. many. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only like housekeeping thing I have is that Patreon now is connected to Spotify. So mm-hmm. if you are, mm. uh, a patron, you have to be a paid patron, you can go to Spotify and see all of our, now here, all of our episodes that we put out. And I do try to get an episode out on Monday. So okay. we are right now, we're doing this on Sunday, Sunday. night. Mm-hmm. The episode's coming out at midnight for patrons. So I'm going to try and keep that schedule. We'll see. Okay. So... Yeah, if you head out to Spotify in the morning or in the middle of the night, should the, you wake you know up what? in the middle should of the night? Should you work a noon to 8 a.m. <laughs> shift? Right. That's right. Or be in Yorkshire. Yeah. 
as or we have somewhere some, else. We have some UK yeah. patrons too. That we do. Yeah, we do. All right. So, Megan, do you want to read that yeah. story? I sure do. Okay. Uh, so, Julie, who um, is a listener from the Dead Files chat group, she uh, wrote in about the Mansfield Reformatory. Um, and Ooh. so, yeah, a little bit uh, background um, on this. And she did post photos, too, which Amy will put on the blog. Mm-hmm. So when this is out, you can go check it out. But yep. um, the background of the Mansfield Reformatory. Yeah, I looked it up because I wasn't sure what it was. So okay, I looked perfect. it up and popped this stuff in. Perfect. I love it. Um, the Ohio State Reformatory, also known as the Mansfield Reformatory, is a historic mm-hmm. prison located in Mansfield, Ohio, in the United States. It was built between 1886 and 1910, and it remained in operation until December 1990 when a United States federal court ruling ordered the facility to be closed as a result of a prisoner's class action suit citing overcrowding and inhumane conditions, mm-hmm. which is a good, good thing to be closed for. I'm pretty sure our, our favorite uh, black glasses wearing baggy pants friend. Baggy pants mm-hmm. uh, has been hit to yeah, this location. So too, uh, it was. Yeah, in 2009, the facility was featured on Ghost Adventures season three, <laughs> episode four. So, and then I wrote in the in my notes that mess yeah. has been on that long. Yeah, it has. That's 14 mm-hmm. years. Oh my god! Truthfully, it used to have a lot better like history of the areas that they were covering. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it in a couple mm-hmm. of years because it kind of went down yeah. on that and focused on the menacing demon demons. tones. Oh, God. Yeah, they like their and demons, he, that's for sure. Yeah, well, the demons don't like that. I think at least one something. of them does because he's from there, but... Yeah. Um, it also has been in lots of TV shows and films, including a little movie called The Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Ever heard of it? Uh, I don't know what that one is. <laughs> You should look it up. It's real good. It's real good. Uh, The prison was used for a large panning scene and the warden's office. um, And an officer's quarters were uh, used to shoot a sequence set in a a civilian apartment. So Mm. uh, it's really uh, famous. And um, so if you're interested, you can check out more on Wikipedia. or I do love that movie. Oh, my God. It's so good. good. I need to watch it it again. And it holds up. It does. I haven't seen it in years. I need to watch it again. It, and it's I just, mean, I have watched, I don't think I've watched the full thing through in years, but I keep catching parts mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, it's a good and one. every time I get to Brooks, I cry. Every uh, goddamn <laughs> time. It's one of those that as you're flipping through and you're like, oh, I love this movie. You're like, I'm just going to watch it. I'm just going to watch it. I don't care that there's 24 minutes left. Yeah. I know. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend it. Yep. It's not an action movie or fast paced, but it is just so... So, so good. Morgan Freeman's in it. Tim Robbins. Um, Tim Robbins yep, is in Tim it. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Oh, he's fantastic. Andy Dufresne. Oh, my God. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is not a podcast about the Shawshank Redemption. I know. We could do that. Maybe it should be. Yeah, it should I mean, be. we could. <laughs> um, so here, Julie writes, quote, good afternoon, all. Little story about Mansfield Reformatory. A few friends and I visited in October of 2021. We were able to tour the entry, warden's house, a couple of cell blocks, the chapel, and the attic, which I would never, ever tour cell blocks in a closed prison. Like, that terrifies me. 
You, of course, would, Amy. I would. would. Of course. You probably have. I, I will I will go to someday to Alcatraz <gasps> and I will no. stand in the Bermans. Nope. Never in a million years. You could not. I'm not going to like piss him off. No, but I'm, I know you wouldn't. You're not a ZB, but still not. I might talk about birds. Yeah. Yeah. Al Capone was out there. Yeah, he was. Because he didn't have, he, he went there because he didn't have the, uh, um, intricate system like he had when he was at the one in Kansas. I can't say oh, the one Leavenworth? in Kansas. Oh, yeah. Yep, Leavenworth. He was, he was at Fort Worth, yeah, Leavenworth. Because he knew and everybody there and he was like living it up. He knew that's how to why get he his was way. Sent, mm-hmm. That's why he was sent to, or one of the reasons why he was sent to Alcatraz is because they wanted to make sure that he was a prisoner yeah, and not yeah. just a hotel god guest, to some guest. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. The warden's house had several floors, some used as classrooms and dormitories below the warden's quarters. I walked into one of the rooms and I felt so sad and hopeless. No idea mm-hmm. what might have occurred. Probably something not great is what I'm going to assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, the building was very run down. Some areas had chunks of the walls and ceiling lying around. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We continued to the warden's home. Some furniture still sat in the rooms. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I instantly sensed a very sad lady. She was pretty, light brown hair, dark green velvet hat. Her sons were running around in the hallway laughing. She looked at them so sadly. It was hard to be there. Jeez, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. We we moved to the area used to portray Brooks' bedroom. It was so cool. And Brooks was a character from the Shawshank Redemption film. His storyline was so, so, so sad. So sad. Oh, my God. I hated it. But I loved <laughs> it. I mean, I loved it, but mm-hmm. it was jarring. What was the name of his bird? It was like a really Uh-oh. normal name. Michael. Yeah, Amy will look it up. Um, The stairs to the right were very creepy. It took a lot to go up there. There were a couple weird little doorways up in the ceiling above them. It went into the chapel. I felt nothing there but a strange, creepy little cell was built into it. Jake. Jake. I knew it was a normal. Jake the Crow. Yeah, I knew it was a normal name. Uh, We entered the attic area, and that's where I heard, quote, women shouldn't be here. Woof. That's not great. Fuck off, man. Yep. Not fucking men. Uh, don't know who said it. Probably somebody not nice. I saw these strange beings at the back of the room. Oh, my God. It felt like they were brought there by a couple inmates who came from some other prison. Oh, my God. Mm. So I wonder were they brought there by the people like they were attached to them. That's what it sounds like. Or were, did they summon them? Mm. They were brought there by a couple of inmates who came yeah. from some other prison. So Could did they summon way. them? could be either one yeah yeah Yeah. either way not great Mm -mm. i only went halfway into that room and stopped i you're braver than me i wouldn't have even gone in (laughs) i would have been like i'm gonna i'm gonna stay out here i got pictures of some of the drawings on the walls from prisoners to stay there with no heat or air conditioning it had to be misery but the prison didn't have space for everyone transferred there We Mm -hmm. went into a couple of cells. It was very high up. I was uncomfortable, so I didn't stay long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On our way out, we descended a very beautiful staircase, and my palms started burning. I reacted to it, and my friends asked if I was okay. My hand was very red, confusing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
throwing things out there. Mm-hmm. If asbestos was out mm. and came down off of the ceilings sure. or any fiberglass mm-hmm. that cuts into the hand, not saying, not discrediting, right. but just throwing out some options yeah. of what the heck. And it's only on my palm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's a good point. And it again, we're not something disc- on the stairs that yeah. irritated yes. her. Yeah. And- yep. So not, not, discrediting Mm -hmm. anything that she had to say but just offering some potentials of uh, maybe a train of thought we didn't go down before Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. okay hold that thought um i should have kept reading an hour later (laughs) during the tour the guide shared information about a fire that that tragically killed quite a few people it took about a week to heal my skin peeled for about two weeks so strange okay Okay. so it's a burn not just not just yep See, okay. I didn't read that either, so I was fully on board with you. I'm like, yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> well, it still could have been like a it's chemical st- burn. Yes. That yep. she actually experienced. But, but yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say no. I mean, just laying the, the platform that there's stuff out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the I feel like alone. A little freaky. Alone. Just the hand. Yes, I would be on board with Amy. But like the fact Did, that there was a fire... It took a week to heal. Her skin peeled. Did she mention touching something that caused? Yes. So she, they descended a very beautiful staircase and my palms started burning. I assume she had her hand I on assume, the, yeah. Okay, the so yeah. And did anybody, that would be the next phase in my, my science mm-hmm. brain, logic brain of going, did anybody else get this mm-hmm. kind of feeling? Was this... You know, uh, so then you can kind of rule out if nobody else is getting it and they all touch the railing too. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. what is that? Or if other people touch the railing and they also had that feeling, what does that mm-hmm. constitute mm-hmm. to? Again, mm-hmm. not discrediting right. what she felt or what she was going through. Right. Julie, right. if you want to let us know, yeah. um, we would love to know. Yeah. I have to separate my logic brain <laughs> from my emotional brain a lot. Um, just a process. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yes, uh, there was an old safe in the hallway near the stairwell. It was so cool. Walk-in sized. I could feel a lot of energy around it. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of her story. So that was a good one. That was, oh, I tell you what, people who go in prisons like that, I would never, I would never because I'm so afraid. That's why I'm so hesitant to do like ghost walks because like I don't want something attaching itself to me. Yeah. Because that's happened before and it took me 10 years to get rid of him mm-hmm. and I don't want to do it again. No, I don't blame you. Even though he was very nice, he wasn't mean at all. He yeah. was very nice. I actually think he protected me for some very bad situations. Yeah. Um, But it just freaks me out. Yeah. See, and I've had, I don't, I don't get any, I haven't had any of those attachments, but I usually, if I do a tour or something, I'm like, you can talk to me, but only in a positive manner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means anything or does anything, but, um, you know, I've had the like whisper in my ear yeah. or the something going past me. You know, we were at the um, Greyfriars Kirkyard mm-hmm. it, last year, which is mm-hmm. a, the amount of people that are buried there is substantially higher than they claim just due to the time frame of how long that that cemetery has or that kirkyard has been around um, and how big it is. It's not very big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's crazy. But 
but there's actually like there's a pit that is literally of called despair. the plague pit. Yeah. I mean, it is a pit of despair, basically. It was the plague pit. It was that anybody was who from... died from the plague was thrown into this pit. That was from Princess Bride. In case you missed <laughs> the reference, but that's, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it, it it's a, yeah. So Oof, I like going on those kinds of things because I, I also love the history that's attached to mm. those. And yeah. usually I'm going in with, for the most part, I'm getting a history that others are not going to experience mm-hmm. because you're not seeing that kind of aspect. Yeah. So I guess I do go in with a little bit of the skeptic mindset mm-hmm. uh, at times. Um, but like I just have said, I've done the Anoka County one before, but I'd love to go and do it again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just got some cool stuff. I mean, it's, and it's local and it's, mm-hmm. it's in an area. Anoka is considered the Halloween capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's just a really cool place, especially if you get a really nice, crisp fall mm. evening mm-hmm. to go and do it. I'm in. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm in, but. <laughs> but I'm going to wait in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You can wait, at, you can wait in a restaurant. They're I'm like half, half a block away from where. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurants are only like a half a block from where the historical oh, society is. I'm just going to douse myself in salt. Just salt everywhere. Just, just salt crusted yeah, Megan salt, walking yeah. around. <laughs> just hit my hair is gonna be full of salt. People are gonna think it's dandruff. Are you and then okay? there's gonna be no, Amy it's... and Amy standing over there yeah. being like, hey, who wants to talk to us? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know her. She came with us. I don't know her. <laughs> oh, funny. I had a friend who used to live in Anoka area and would go. She still does, but she doesn't live in Anoka anymore, but go all out on their Halloween mm-hmm. decorations. And I mean, like this woman, their whole front yard. So the year that I went past, they had a canoe with uh, skeletons out. They had skeletal fish. They had a oh dock God, where it. somebody like skeletons were fishing oh. and had caught the skeletal fish. <laughs> um, I've seen it where they've had the... Um, they had a bar, so they had the the ghosty bar set up. Mm-hmm. So they had a bartender, and they had all the I love the it. bar front yep. and all the cocktails, and they had all these pe- skeletons people coming into the bar, and it was their whole entire wow. yard. That's wow. dedication. That's cool. I'm jealous because I do not have the ability to focus that long <laughs> to mm-hmm. set something like that yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me neither. No. No, I could come up with some ideas, but I would never be able to put it into practice. Right. Yeah. No, oh, I definitely have ideas. And then it's like, oh, Halloween's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it always <laughs> comes quicker than you expect. <laughs> yeah. All right. So our next story is the one from Michael, who Yay. is Ooh. Mary's ab- abductee, Mary. Uh-huh. Abductee. Abductee. Uh, ab- ab- it's a word. I'm going to say abductee. If I say it too many times, it... It sounds, it sounds wrong. wrong. Or anyway. like not a real word. Yeah. So anyway, Mary, she told her friend, Michael, about mm-hmm. have, have being on our show and how she had fun and stuff. And so um, he sent me his story and I mm-hmm. read it in email. And then I said, this is great. I can use this or you can record <gasps> it and send me the recording. So he did that. Yay. <gasps> Hi, Amy and team. Okay, so here's my story. 
I guess it must have been 1995 on a Sunday morning. I drove down to Hidden Falls to sit by the river. It must have been about 5.30 a.m. At that time, I'd recently moved to Minnesota from Tennessee, and I discovered Hidden Falls as a quiet place to sit and reflect. Uh, I just left my hometown of Nashville to start my life over here in St. Paul. Well, on this particular morning, I walked down to the north entrance to my favorite spot by the water. I was sitting there a little while when I remember seeing a head pop out of the water and then some splashing around. Soon, a figure stood up to reveal what looked like a young woman in a prom dress. She kept splashing around playfully in the water before she got out and slowly started walking toward me, creature of the lagoon style. Yeah. It looked like she was wearing a taffeta prom dress. She walks up, dripping in the sand right in front of me, and looks at me from behind a set of horn rim glasses. It's a little cold for a swim, don't you think? I remember asking her. It's not so much a swim as a rebirth, I remember her saying. Okay, now it was getting weird. Oh, yeah. I sat now there for a little weird? bit trying no. to figure out what to say or do, so I just offered her one of my muffins, which she took. I don't remember the small talk, but I do remember her saying that she was from Tennessee, as was I, and that she had gone to Vanderbilt University, as had I. That's fancy. The funny thing is that she offered up this information first, making it a pretty unnerving coincidence. Mm-hmm. Well, soon she thanked me and she left, walking up the sand toward the road. Um, I sat there for a while trying to process things before I decided I had to find her and keep talking. By this time, the sun had come up more and there were a couple of people walking around. So I asked a couple if they had seen a young woman walking around in what looked to be a wet prom dress. No Mm -hmm. one had. So I went home, got on with my day, my week, my life. To this day, I know this was most likely a woman going through some big life stuff. But I also feel like it might have been a fairy shaking off her wings, Vim Vendor style, to walk with us just for a little bit. That's it. That's my story. It happened in 1995, and I still remember <gasps> it. Okay. Thanks for the interest. Oh, my God. I love that idea that it was a fairy. Yeah, isn't that cool? That is so magical. But but aren't the typical fairies usually fairly dangerous? Oh, are they? If you... If you look in Scottish and Irish lore, yeah. I believe that they're fair, huh, fairly, fairly. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, not always representing what they are. Mm, okay, kind of like the Selkies mm-hmm. who yeah. shed their seal skins mm-hmm. to be human for that amount of time while they're on land. Um, and I could be wrong, but I I feel like I I love the stories of the Irish and Scottish fae folk and, and that sort of stuff. But I do feel that there's a, there's usually an underlying want of something. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also bless his heart yeah. for being like, Oh, who are you yeah. and what's going on? And you're from Tennessee? I'm from Tennessee, too. Have a muffin. Have a muffin. <laughs> yes, the muffin. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Very Southern hospitality. I had to look up where Hidden Falls is because, I mean, there's probably several places. So it is just northeast of the airport, the MSP airport, okay. um, not far from the historic Fort Snelling. Okay. okay. So does that make so it my- Bloomington? Um, 
Highland Park. Oh, Highland Park. So okay. it's on like the west edge yeah. of Highland Park, right before the Mississippi River there. Okay. So, but then also being in the area of Fort Snelling, I mean, there's a lot of history that went down in mm-hmm. Fort Snelling. Oh, for not sure. to not even to consider that there's Snelling, you know, State Park. There's a, you know, both my grandparents on my dad's side are, are buried at Fort Snelling uh, National Cemetery. Uh, so there's there's a lot of history in that yeah. area, as well as there's a lot of potential bodies that are at mm-hmm. unrest or potential grave markers that do not have a body. Yeah. Associated. See, my initial thought was a spirit that like passed away in a car accident like yeah. on the way to prom. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or from prom. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that movie, the Disney Channel movie, something about Susie. She was a species. Susie Q. Thank you. Yes. That was a cute movie. Oh my God. I loved it. But she was killed in 1950 when her and her boyfriend were on their way to prom. And she was wearing a pink prom dress. She was wearing a pink prom dress. Yeah. And so she came back and this kid had to help her, like, figure. I don't remember what he had. He helped her figure something out think maybe what happened to her boyfriend or what caused the car crash. Mm. And then she was able to move and, on. Oh, okay. Susie Q was uh, the pink power ranger. <gasps> was oh. she? Oh, yep. It was a cute, it was a really cute movie, but Kimberly that's what made me think of, something that's or another. What made, me, it made me think of as a person who died yep. on their way to prom or yeah. from prom or. And I feel like that's a, you know, when you look at some of those, like, uh, are you afraid of the dark mm-hmm. or stories, you know, like uh, those kinds of stories, mm-hmm. you know, there's the it's it's there's a girl who died in the 1950s who it's comes like back to haunt or or somebody trope. who needs yep. a ride and they get dropped off outside of a cemetery. Yep. You know, those those urban legends, mm-hmm. again, not discounting anything right. Michael no, had no, to no, say, no, no, but no. just associating it with um, some of those yeah, and yeah, yeah. curious to know more about what why he thought fairy mm-hmm. and went into kind of the fae mm-hmm. side of things rather than ghost side of things. Mm-hmm. Like, was there a feeling yeah, maybe or it was an a, energy or something? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. liked it. I'm, I mean, all of those stories, myths, legends, anything are all used to explain mm-hmm. something we don't understand. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, like the brownies in Scottish folklore are, the house help, mm-hmm. quote unquote, <laughs> which is probably where like the house elves from Harry Potter associate from. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't, you know, in in the folklore, they don't want your assistance and they don't want your charity because and then like if you are too nice to them, then they're like, I have to do something bad to you now. Oh, yep. Thanks. So there's like even uh, the old man of store, like the the rock face that you can go and climb up to or, or hike mm-hmm. up to. There's a story that associates with a, a potential brownie or a fey folk that is associated with hmm. one of the like three stories that I read about the old man of store. And we're hmm. not talking about like eating brownies either. <laughs> nope, we're talking <laughs> no, about brownies as one. in the fairy. I know. Yeah. Yep. I never don't want a brownie. Right. So, I know. I mean, the answer is never uh, going to be no the, if that's asked. Right. The ones with chocolate chips in it are the best. Oh. As long as the top has that crinkle. Sort yes. Of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And Dumb. give me a corner piece all day long. All right. Well, thank yes. you, Michael, for um, thank you, sending Michael. this yes. awesome story. Thank you, Michael. Thank yes. you, Mary, for telling Michael about yes. us. And the last one we have, this is, I, 
I hid it from you because I wanted to see. Your I was going to say I couldn't see it. <gasps> There's another. This I one love- is from our new patron, Serena. Okay. So, this she sent me this in Instagram in a okay. chat okay. or whatever. Oh my God, you guys! It actually says OMG, but OMG, you guys! <laughs> I have a super short and weird story for you. Yes. Yesterday after work, my boyfriend Rob and I went to visit his grandfather's grave, hmm. as it was would have been his birthday, and mm-hmm. he visits the gravesite on eight eight each year. Mm-hmm. We are driving around. Lionsgate. What? Lionsgate portal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I did my ritual. Same. And um, okay, so he visits the gravesite on eight eight each year. We are driving around the cemetery looking for the right section in dead silence. Mm-hmm. Pun mm-hmm. intended. Oh, when, Serena. <laughs> when all of a sudden your podcast starts playing on my phone Shut that is f- sitting in the cup holder. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's like it picked up where I left off when I left work <gasps> two hours prior. Oh, my God. It was the June 3rd, 2022 Alcatraz Amy's and Alliteration. <gasps> Freaked me the fuck out when it happened. Yeah. And I could not get it to stop playing. (gasps) I closed all my apps and it was still playing. Oh, my God. I have had to do that before and force stop in the app Mm -hmm. settings. Mm -hmm. And she says, I look over at my boyfriend and he says, what? You think this is happening because you're in a cemetery, don't you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I said, damn right I do. Kick ass. (laughs) Are you sure his name's not Skeptic? Yeah, right. Or we have a skeptic Rob, it looks like. <laughs> so she said I had to restart my phone to get it to stop. It was <gasps> oh awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, Serena. I, I love it. it. I love it, it so much. <laughs> and then she said she the she finished it with a, la- a smiling emoji, a laughing sideways emoji, a ghost and a heart. Oh, <laughs> so thank you to Serena thank for you, sending Serena. us that. That was so much fun. I'm glad we were part of that journey for you. I loved it. I so important I, part. Did you guys find the right section in the right grave? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I assume. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> and then she was like, Grandpa, you're never going to relieve this story. Even though I know it was his. <laughs> it was Rob's grandpa. I don't know his name. but No, we don't know his name. The craziest thing happens. <laughs> There's this awesome podcast. And <laughs> he's Funny. like, what's a podcast? Yes. We appreciate Yes. Serena for sending us that story. Thank and you. For Absolutely. A She's awesome. She's the best. Yeah. As all, our, of, all of our, are, everybody. I mean, only cool kids follow us, right? It's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, I was one. Yeah. That's right. You so. still are one. You <laughs> <laughs> were promoted. Yeah. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. We recently tried Wantable and I love everything about them. They sent me a box full of stuff and I think I kept three of the items and returned the rest. However, I noticed after I had sealed the bag and scheduled a pickup that I had forgotten to return an item and was so worried that I would be charged for it. I reached out to Wantable and immediately they sent me a different return label to package up the item that I had forgotten to send. Not only is their stuff top tier, high quality, 
adorably cute garments, but their customer service is top notch. I 100% will continue using them. I've already purchased and received my second box, and I look forward to many boxes from them. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hello. 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 So today we have with us Melissa, who you guys may know is the um, composer and musician behind our lovely intro. I got song. some amazing song that I dance to all the time. I <laughs> go along at work. It is. It's so good. It's so perfect. And I it love is. like when I'm editing and then I'm done. And then I slip that song in the beginning, the beginning at the end, at the end. Mm -hmm. And then when I listen to the whole thing to make sure it sounds okay, as soon as that starts, I'm like, I know. (laughs) You need to make an official dance. Yes. Because you never know. Shove it on TikTok. Great. Yeah. You're tempting me. And now we're going to. Megan, I'll I'll leave that up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All those TikTok moves, you know. Yeah. You got this. Yeah, you can have TikTok savvy. I believe in you. Let me know. We'll put it up. <laughs> All right. So Melissa's here to tell us some uh, eight, one or two or however many ghost stories that she's she's yeah. had a lot of experience. Um, I don't. You don't really call yourself a medium or anything, right? But I, I mean, I, no. Well, mostly because I have no control over it. Oh. Um, but there have been many, many instances in my life that I yeah. can't explain. Some have been in a roundabout way confirmed mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i'm excited it's, it's odd all right yeah so with that take it away oh my goodness right. <laughs> well well i would love to start with the one that you are connected to amy yeah um, yeah it's, that's a good it's one a, it's a it's a good one it's a good one so my husband is a realtor and i work with him and we were selling amy's former house a big Victorian in uptown Minneapolis. Beautiful, beautiful three-story, just amazing house. And um, and it had a, a glorious backyard with a carriage house. I've talked with my hands and nobody can see it because this is a podcast. Well, it'll I'm be on a video. Oh, we have the video. Oh, yeah. They can all see my Frenchness. Um, <laughs> with a carriage house at the back. And the carriage house had a recording studio in it. 
But I am always, as always, day late, dollar short, didn't start doing podcasting until we moved to the place that doesn't have a recording studio. <laughs> That's okay. You'd have had ghostly interruptions at the That's old. true. True. Well, I do now, too. But you do now. That's okay. <laughs> they love you. Um, so we were doing an open house, a beautiful weekend morning or lunchtime, and it was just my husband and I, and people had come in and out of the house. And um, there was a break between guests and we were sitting in the living room. And how this works for me is um, a scene will will kind of just sort of appear in my mind. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It almost plays like a movie. Um, and so I'll, I'll hear things and I'll see things, not with my eyes or ears, but in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a very, very different feeling from imagining or daydreaming. Okay. So I know when it's happening that mm. it's something else. Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. tell. And I don't I don't know how to describe how I can tell, but I can tell. So in this case, this was a very long living room. And at the very end of it, facing us, was uh, a fireplace. And there was a doorway to the left uh, that would go into the dining room. And I saw this man... Um, dressed in what I thought was maybe 1920s attire, a a suit. And he was kind of had his back slightly to me and he was looking at the fireplace. And I could hear, uh, like a, like a honky tonk piano type music and, and women's laughter Mm -hmm. and, and glassware. So it felt like almost like a party. Mm -hmm. Um, but here's the other interesting thing when these things happen, I also know things. Um, so, for example, this is also hard to explain, but for example, I knew that it wasn't a party, that it was a business of some sort. Okay. And there was nothing in the context of what I was seeing and hearing that would tell me that I just knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started thinking, oh, maybe it's like a speakeasy or something like that. And then people arrived and the vision kind of faded and, you know, you kind of let it go. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot something before that happened, <laughs> before the people showed up. I started and I don't normally, I had never really done this before, but now I do it every time I have an experience and sometimes it works. Um, But in my mind, I asked, what's your name? Mm. And I got Jim Cam. And I went in my head again, I went Jim Cam. And I heard Cam, Cam, like you're getting it wrong. You know, when somebody repeats it and you're just, and you're going, yeah, Cam. And they're like, that's what I said. Right. (laughs) And this went on a little bit. Um, and then the people came in and the whole scene kind of faded away and I let it go. Uh, so later on, as uh, I think this was at the end, actually, and we were turning off the lights. My husband went upstairs. I did the basement. No problem. I almost have never had anything happen in a creepy basement. Which is so weird. It always happens like daytime, mm-hmm. sunny, beautiful, uh-huh. you know. Anyway, um, so when I got to the dining room where this man had been standing to turn off the lights, I was very compelled to kind of get down on my knees and start um, there. There was like a wood paneling on the bottom third of the wall. And I was compelled to place my hands on it, Mm. push and see, like, I thought I was going to find a secret compartment or Mm. something like that. Like, it was just this feeling. And as I was crouched down doing that, I felt him, the man from earlier, come up behind me. And he whispered, and he said it in a way it wasn't threatening. Yeah. It was almost mischievous. And it was almost like, 
we know what we're doing. We're good at what we do. And you're uh-huh. never going to find it. You're, yeah, oh, you're not you going to find what's there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it, that was the you feeling I got. all day, but you're <laughs> not going to find it. And it, it made me smile. Um, <laughs> and I never felt threatened or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was more like, oh, this is playful. He's playing, mm-hmm. you know. So that was that. We shut off the lights, locked the doors, left. And as we're driving home, I got on my phone and I'm like, Minneapolis, 1920s, you know, bootlegger, speakeasy, mobster, gangster, that type of search. My Google search history is so questionable. Hollander <laughs> <laughs> is not outside the realm of possibilities since yeah. he was arrested in Stillwater. Exactly. Um, and the first name that popped up was Kid Can with two N's. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, C-A-N-N and C-A-M. Sound the same. Mm-hmm. Look the same. And Kid Can and Jim Cam over the course of a hundred years and maybe, you know, and I just thought that was so interesting. And as I read more about him, you know, he was kind of the top dog in town um, in that era, that same era of the Mm -hmm. clothing that I felt. And um, interestingly enough, he actually lived, I think, to a a pretty good age for his Mm -hmm. lifestyle. 80 something, yeah. (laughs) 81 or something. Yeah. And um and his funeral was held at the Jewish temple, which was, well, Amy, you'll like a block. A block oh. away from our house, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, and who knows, Amy's house had been a boarding house in the past. Yep. So who knows if it was a speakeasy at some point. I mean, it was pretty common in that time frame to be yeah. boarding houses. My great grandparents that came over from Poland, they um, she ran a boarding house. And so my, gran- my grandpa, my dad has told me he never knew who was going to sleep in his room that night. No, like you don't like it's so weird nowadays. But at that Mm -hmm. point in time, it was just a source of income. Mm -hmm. It was just Mm -hmm. whatever. But she also had a still um, and she was near the Nicollet Island caves. Mm. Um, And yeah, my dad said, yeah, she definitely had a still and she never spoke English uh, or much English. But we never got that recipe. (laughs) (laughs) the one that you wanted Uh, i got the pierogi recipe at least that's been a verbal pass down Mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and so when melissa told me that story and we had not had any conversations about ghosts at all she just one time said to me do you believe in ghosts and i was like (laughs) yeah what did you see (laughs) And uh, she told me that story and I was like, oh, my God. So I looked up Kid Can. It was so it was very interesting. His life was fascinating. Yeah. And I know that we have very briefly before talked about my podcast, Volstead Land. But that is about Kid Can. And that came about because of Melissa's mm-hmm. experience. So he was you did a, a jerk. Wasn't phenomenal he? job. He. Oh, thank you. He. Um, he. Well, he was the top mob the, yeah. of the mm-hmm. jewish mob so he was top dog so yeah mm-hmm. he had people killed yeah um but he was very charming and oh, they, always, they always are people, yeah, yeah yeah everybody I mean, liked him you don't him. get to be the top of the mafia by being a really nice guy giving but was he, wait i was thought you did so did he also like help i mean i feel like and i need to re-listen to volstead land but didn't he also help some of the community yes Oh, he was yeah, huge with that. giving money to the community. Right. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how they do it so that yeah. they don't get hauled right. off to jail. Because because then they're they're seen as, quote unquote, pillars of the community. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so you're not viewed as like, well, those are some indiscretions we can exactly. let go. We'll overlook mm-hmm. it because we'll overlook because us. yeah, because they do so much for the church mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. temple or for the community or for the children or whatever yep, else. They did a lot. He did a lot of stuff for the schools. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so I talked to somebody. Yeah. In the research that I had done, I spoke to somebody who said that when he was young, um, that his school got money from Isidore Blumenfield was his name. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Kikin was just his his mob name or whatever. <laughs> but um, that they, they got a lot of money for like um, for the sporting teams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he would give them to he'd buy all their uniforms and yeah. stuff like that. But also during that time, they were like the mobsters and uh, like Bonnie and Clyde, they were so romanticized right. about because they were quote unquote sticking it to the man. They were going against the government. And so they were, they represented the working person. Mm-hmm. And it, there was that like, we have to support them so that they support us mm-hmm. and they don't take from us, but they take, you know, it's like the Robin Hood scheme, like yeah. take yeah. from the rich, take from the government and give back to those who need it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it goes into that Bonnie and Clyde era. You There is, uh, I mean, you listen to the stories or watch the movies about Bonnie and Clyde, and when they were shot and killed and they were riddled with bullets inside of their, their car, mm-hmm. they were on parade, basically, for at least a couple of days before anybody did anything with that scene. Yeah. Mm. Because it was... Oh my gosh, these these people are us, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you know, kid can very much like could have been. Well, he's us. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. one of us, and well, he, he was made an it immigrant. this far. Mm-hmm. He was an immigrant. Came over when he was one years old, and and because back then, also the uh, Jews were not allowed to have jobs, and so Correct. they had to have money. So they would mm-hmm. be street vendors or something mm-hmm. like that. And so his fa- his father was a street vendor. But he sold newspapers on the street corners. And then mm-hmm. it just sort of went, he just yeah. started yeah. going out no. from that. But he, um, I was going to say something else about how he was in the community. Oh, he was also really big with um, unions and mm-hmm. the workers. Mm-hmm. He was very much supportive of the workers. And so, like you say, like kind of anti the man kind of yep. stuff. So he was big, big union guy. Was he kind of big into his role at that point in time when FDR was in charge then as well? When yeah, he came into power or power, he came into presidency in the 19, 1930? Yeah. Around that time, right after, right after Black Friday. Yeah. And yeah, he would have been then. Yeah, all those programs and everything during the Great Depression that I, I know my grandfather was a part of the, uh, Civilian Conservation Corps. So it's planting. He planted a lot of trees in the Twin Cities area. Um, oh, okay. That can still be seen around today. Wow, mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. Yeah, he was definitely a bootlegger. He was mm-hmm. one of the big ones. He, he, uh, he, 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 either he or his people in his family owned almost all of the liquor stores and bars. <laughs> and so you could only, especially if you were convicted of bootlegging, which he was. Um, then when, when you got out, cause he always, he got away with everything. He, he would get caught and then he'd, he'd be free. 
but you were not allowed to own a liquor store. So he never owned a liquor store, but his, but his family wife did. did. Mm-hmm. His mom did. His, mm-hmm. his sister's husband did. And mm-hmm. so all these people owned the liquor stores and the bars. So people have known how to skirt around the legalities of things for a long time. Yep. 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 But his life is fascinating. It is really I, fascinating. I want to give props to your podcast, Amy, because I know you did so much research and it's so well done. It's really yeah. entertaining. And he's a fascinating character. He so really he really it's is. So Glad. informative too. I mean, it really Yeah, is. it really yeah. yeah, even just on the history of, mm-hmm. of the Twin Cities. It, mm-hmm. There was so much stuff I'd never known. And it yeah. is very interesting. I've never really I never used to be into history. I always thought it was boring. But Oh, I love history. His story his story is He's not so, boring. No, not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah. There's a bunch of murders. There's bank robberies. There's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so I mean, what was the North Field that was uh, uh, the James gang? Did yep. James yep. Younger gang? Yep. Came up through here and got run out of town. I mean, like they have a whole celebration about the James Younger. Uh, gang that came through and they had the days about it because yep. they ran them out of town did they kill one of them i don't remember i can't I remember think, if they I did or not so. but they ran I them out so. yeah but at that time it was like if they got somebody their body was on parade mm-hmm. because it was like he's famous and mm-hmm. look at what we did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's right. a plaque i was down there last year last mm. autumn i think it was and saw the bank yeah yeah and there's like a plaque kind of bragging about all that. There, there's a little museum in town. I so, was there yeah. a couple years ago, so it's been I'm a little rusty on it, but it, it's just it's so fascinating how like those names and things that come about that you've heard about mm-hmm. in past or in readings or anything like that come through. Mm-hmm. And it feels almost like fiction until you see those. It, you're like, oh, wow, these were real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Al Capone. Al Capone is larger than life at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. And yet he was a real person and those mm-hmm. things were real. It's just mm-hmm. so hard to wrap your brain around sometimes. Yep. Al Capone is connected to um, mm-hmm. Kid, Kid Can, Can as well. Yeah. And I, in fact, one of the women I used as a source, her father worked for Al Capone, like did a job for him. Mm-hmm. There, oh, wow. There's so much like not a, Not a murder job. Just I was going to say like, a job. Oh, that, not that kind. Not wet work. <laughs> yeah. No, he, I don't know what he did. He like, um, he got, he got some bottles, I think, that they were going to use for bootlegging or something well, like that. Capone had a getaway or a hideout in northern Wisconsin, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it was, uh, I was watching, um, what's the show that Josh Gates does? Oh, the expedition? Something? Expedition Unknown. But yeah. yeah, and I don't know if it was that one or if he had a secondary, but they they went up to the restaurant or the resort that Capone had been in and they had been followed up there. And so like they have a trunk that was supposedly left by the men who took off because they were being chased. And so like they have the clothing mm-hmm. of the people and someone wow. kept it. A, I don't know if they have like the... Uh, ability to say yes 100% this is but nonetheless the stories that are there for yeah. something like that and that's crazy it it's to me it, it being flyover state like we all are we're just not mm-hmm. it's weird to have that so much connection during the bootlegger time during right. de- the great depression during prohibition that mm-hmm. is connected to Minnesota and Wisconsin even even right. Iowa 
because we weren't that far from Chicago. We were, you know, enough of a drive away from Chicago that it's like they're not going to chase us this way. Mm -hmm. Right. Plus, I mean, it's not a drive like we would do now, you know, going 70, 80 miles an hour on the freeway. Right. Right. (laughs) Take them an hour to get from here to St. Paul. Right. (laughs) It's Um, like a multi-day drive from Chicago mm -hmm. to Minneapolis. Yeah. Well, and um, the prohibition is is the the Volstead Act Mm -hmm. made by Andrew Volstead. And Andrew Volstead was from Minnesota. Mm. And so that's so in the newspapers. Minnesota was called Volstead Land. Okay. Yeah, why we call mm-hmm. the podcast that. Yeah. I think I did oh, know that in the recesses of my circle. brain. <laughs> it all comes around. Yeah. Yep. So, Melissa, do you have another story? Sure. Sure. Okay. This one's relevant to my trip I just took. I was in Canada Ooh. for 10 days. Oh well, it didn't happen there, but um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, well, I love cemeteries, and so I dragged my son to like five or six cemeteries. Melissa, let's go to cemeteries sometime. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I love it. Um, but anyway, while one of the cemeteries was um near my great aunt Marcel's house, mm. she's my dad's aunt, my grandma's sister, and that house had actually belonged to their father before them, so it had been in the family for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And when I, so we drove by this house and I took a picture during our trip. So I'll, I'll post it on my, uh, on my Instagram. It's not a creepy house whatsoever. So when I was maybe nine or 10 years old, it was Christmas time. And my uh, father and stepmom and I had driven up to Quebec City. We lived about four and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. And because all the family, you know, the grandma and my dad's brothers and sisters, everybody would get together in Quebec City for Mm -hmm. Christmas. And my great aunt Marcel was out of town. And so she said we could stay at her house. So we get there and it's it's dark out because it's winter. So I don't know what time it was. It was late in my mind, but it was it was nighttime. outside. It was probably like 530. Probably. Exactly. And uh, we got there. And of course, the house is dark and we're fumbling for the lights. And all of a sudden I see this white thing race out of the room and I scream and it was my aunt's cat <laughs> and, and aptly the cat's name was Fasson which was short for fantôme which is the French word for ghost uh-huh. nice. that's not the story that's not the story but that happened so anyway we get settled in and that house was the house where the family would gather for Thanksgiving and Christmas mm-hmm. and Easter but we'd always gather on the main floor mm-hmm. and so I'd never been upstairs mm. and um so my parents, you know, we went upstairs. It was bedtime and they took the primary bedroom with the larger bed and they put me in a small room at the end of the hall. And I guess a little bit of backstory. I I uh I wasn't the type of kid to make a fuss about things. I was mm-hmm. a little uh scared, I guess, to speak up and and you know, express that. And so I just remember a couple of things. I remember being really uncomfortable mm-hmm. in that room. And also, um, I can't remember if there were lots of plants with like trailing plants that were hanging mm-hmm. or if there were like vines on the wallpaper. But I, I do remember like vines of mm-hmm. some kind. And I remember thinking, oh, the vines are going to wrap around me and I'm going to be trapped. Like yeah. it was just this weird. There was yeah. just something mm-hmm. in there that I just didn't want to stay. And I and I went to my parents' room a couple times and, you know, you guys, I'm scared. And and I don't remember everything that went on, but at some point my stepmom actually said, fine, you sleep in here and I'll go in there. Yeah. And 
that's just unheard of. So whatever I told them, whatever was happening was bad enough that they did that. Wow. Yeah. So it's all very vague. I just remember, you know, what I just told you. Mm -hmm. So nothing specific. And maybe 10 years later, I'm, we're driving back to Quebec City, Quebec City, and it's just my dad and I in the car. We're going to visit the great aunt who has since sold the house and moved into an apartment. We're driving and I just mentioned in passing, hey, Tad, you remember that Christmas forever ago when you, I was in that little room at the end of the hall? And, and he goes, oh, Jack's room. Mm-hmm. Who's and Jack? Go, who's Jack? <laughs> <laughs> this is the family. Oh, who's Jack? So Jack apparently, not apparently, was um, my grandma's dad had mm-hmm. owned the home. Her mother had died young. His wife had died mm-hmm. young. And he had remarried to a woman from Montreal. And they lived in this house together. And she had a brother who also lived in Montreal. And so the story goes that he either had a severe depression or had some kind of issue where he came to live with them in that house. Mm-hmm. And that was his Jack? room. And his name was Jack. And that was his room. Okay. And uh, so my, and my dad kind of goes, well, and that's all I know. I'm going, well, it's not enough. But yeah. no, but not at all. <laughs> that will not do. I'm like drive faster, dad. More. <laughs> yeah. So we get to my great aunt Marcel's and I'm just itching like uh-huh. to ask her, you know, but of course she's, you know, oh, sit down. Let me get you some cookies. And she's mm-hmm. not walking so fast. And it's those Danish cookies in the tin that people mm. only have sewing supplies in. But she actually I was has... just going to say that yeah. those were always the fancy cookies. cookies. Yes. The, those yes. were so good. If somebody had those, it was like, <gasps> those are fancy And they had cookies. like yeah. the huge granules of sugar. Yeah. Oh, God, they're so good. And if they're served to you by a little old lady with a bun in her hair and pearls around her, and I, they, taste <laughs> they taste better. Taste I better. can picture her exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, science. Right. It's science. <laughs> I, not making it up. I don't and make those the rules. Are the rules. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. But. So finally she gets her cookies and whatever, all the other stuff. And we sit down and we're like, okay, so, hey, I'm Marcel. Can you tell, what, but what about Jack? So apparently he, he didn't much like children. And <laughs> he would sit on the front steps and like throw rocks if they, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not if, not, not if they were right. behaving, but. Right. So, um, so there was that. And of course I was a child and then came the, the big part of the story is that one day she was downstairs Mm -hmm. and she heard a thud and she ran up and Jack had been sitting on his bed and bent down to tie his shoe and dropped down on the floor in that room. Yeah. For sure. You were going to say something about, you know suicide with the the way you felt about the vines yeah i don't know what the correlation was with those other than i felt trapped yeah Yeah. yes and maybe that has to deal with his depression and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah just a really strange story and so they sent her to get the priest because back then you got the priest before you got a doctor and um yeah and strange so he had had a heart attack presumably Mm -hmm. how old was Um, he at that time you know that's a good question and i i did see his grave while i was there and i should look at the dates i'll look them up um i don't think he was all that old okay mm-hmm. would have been but, a widow maker most likely so mm-hmm. a order a rupture yeah, yeah yeah and um and then the strange thing is that my granaunt marcel and her husband who had lived in that house um maybe a couple years before we stayed there she had died of a heart attack inside the house also Oh, yeah. So, and she, it was winter and she saw he wasn't doing well and she went out to shovel to try to 
to be Help able to him. drive yeah. him. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and when she came back in, I think he was gone. So uh-huh. that's that's how I remember. Right. So two two men in our family. Was there oh. was there any other like feelings or anything that's coming through? Because it it almost makes you wonder. Like, did he did Jack change when he came into that house a little bit? Um, mm-hmm. Due to potentially something else influencing him, like I totally understand the like children can be annoying as <laughs> yeah aspect of things. I mean, they're great, yeah. but I'm glad to give them back to their parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I I think he had issues beforehand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think so. But potentially uh, but- also, if he was on like a spectrum of mm-hmm. any sort of thing, is. It, would he have been more open? More susceptible. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to know. And the house is lovely. I'll put the picture up and I'll tag uh, the activity continues. So you can yeah. But um, it's it's a lovely house. It's really, and the inside was absolutely beautiful. I'm sorry, there's people daring to walk on the sidewalk. How, how, how dare, dare they? they? Selfish is what I'm <laughs> right. My neighbor thinks she can come and go as she pleases <laughs> without checking with Vivian first. And we're not having it over here. Oh, pickles. There she Um, But you'll see when you see the photo, there's just something mm-hmm. about the house. You'll see. I'll, I'll put you, you tell me if you see it. But there is, there's just something about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, cool. Uh, yeah, there's a feeling. So yeah. I'll be excited to see if you feel it too. Yeah. And Melissa, didn't you do um, an episode uh, in your podcast about this, about Jack's Room? I seem I to remember there being an episode called yes. Jack's Room. Yep. It yeah. was the very first Phantom Friday oh. back in season one. It was the very first uh, true ghost story that I told. Mm, on the podcast, nice. So. Yeah. So I'll yeah, put a link will, to that in the show notes, too. Yeah. And the one about um, the bootleggers and your house is, is on there, too. Oh, right. Somewhere. Right. I don't remember yep. what number it is, but it's it's in there. That's There's cool. maybe seven or eight of them. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, those are fun. Those yeah. Are fun. Part of her Skylark Bell podcast yes. for those of you listening. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Do you have time for another one or do you? Um, up to you. Sh- sure. Sure. I could tell you. Uh, oh, do you want to hear about the convent? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Fun, right. Right. Okay. Convents Why would you even need to? <laughs> I'm going to Overnight <laughs> shifts. Oh, <laughs> it's my not God. to love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I lived with my dad and stepmom in Ontario for many years. And when I graduated high school, I moved back to Quebec City, where most of my family is. And my aunt, or well, she's my, my now, we're, now we're flipping to my mom's side. That was my dad's side of the family, mm-hmm. all the other stuff. So on my mom's side of the family, my grandmother's sister worked at a convent mm-hmm. during the day. And um, they were looking for somebody to do some overnight shifts from midnight mm-hmm. to 8 a.m. And I was... I'm not sure I was even 18. I might have been 17 when I started. Um, but I took that on because I needed a job. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I would work midnight to eight. And how the convent was set up um, is that one, it was kind of a U shape. And on the third floor of one wing is where all the kind of uh, geriatric, I suppose, or, you know, nuns that had needs, older nuns. Mm-hmm. And there were, I think, either seven or eight of them in my care. And uh, they had varying degrees of either physical or, or cognitive disabilities. One had Alzheimer's, but she was able to walk around. Mm-hmm. Others were clear-minded, but were in wheelchairs. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of that juggling all that. And um, I never had issues in the beginning. Everything was fine. And the the funny thing is, you know, my the 
city bus that I took would drop me off a little bit far away. I had to walk across this like vacant lot, you know, and it's midnight and I'm Mm -hmm. a teenager and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, walk across a vacant lot and then go across their parking lot and then wait at the big door, like ring a bell and wait for the Mm. woman to come let me in. And and I was always afraid that like some guy would jump Mm -hmm. out and run away with me. Right. But, um, But that never happened. The scary things happened inside. The people who walked by earlier are now going back the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway. Um, Rude. That we, right. <laughs> um, several things happened, and I don't remember the order that I told this in, um, in my podcast episode, but one of the nuns, um, well, actually, one thing that I noticed, a trend that I noticed over time, I was there for two years doing this. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, and then I had a nervous breakdown. But uh, I can't imagine why. Yeah, yeah, that schedule Mm -hmm. is grueling. Um, (laughs) One of the nuns, she her bedroom was at the far end of the hall, and how it worked is they had call buttons like in hospitals, Mm -hmm. touched their beds, and so they would push it, and it would ring a a little alarm in their room, and you had to switch. There was like a switch up on the wall above the head of their beds that you would switch off, but it would also then light up with their room number in the Mm -hmm. office where I was. And many of these nuns had to be sort of restrained or in their beds somehow because they would either run away or fall off, depending. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't like, right. like, like yeah, it, it wasn't like straight inhumane. Yeah. It was for yeah. safety. Yeah. It was safety. for safety. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just for people who haven't worked in that field, yeah. you know, this is a thing. Yeah. So um, her call button went off and I walk into her room. And this nun had particularly large eyes, a very, very petite face. So her eyes looked very large. Um, and this is relevant. So I walk into her room and her curtains are open. And it was a full moon. Oh, and the thing I was mm. saying before the dog barked again is that the trend I noticed is when there would be a full moon, the nuns would start hallucinating more. Mm. Or whether mm-hmm. they were hallucinating or actually seeing things, I never figured out. But they would see stuff. More. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry about this dog. I can't yep. hear him. We can't hear him. You're not? I'm good. Okay, okay good. Um, so this nun's call button goes off. I walk in. Her curtains are open. And there's this moonlight shining onto her big eyes. So already it was a little scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what was strange is we always had the curtains shut. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always at nighttime. It was, what you know, you put, put the person to bed, shut right. the curtains. So it was weird that her curtains were open. Mm-hmm. And... um. I said, what, what's, go- you know, what's going on? And of course, this is all happening in French, but I'll just tell it to you in English. <laughs> I said, what's going on? And she said to me in French, she goes, the Holy Father is dead. She kind of whispered it like that. And I'm going, what do you do? You know, and yeah. I go, okay. <laughs> and I'm, in my head, I'm like, de-dramatize, like, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I go, okay, who told you that? <laughs> and she goes, the two nuns in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, nope. And nope. Then, goodbye. I'm just like, oh man. And I, sorry, kinda, you're I, on your own. I'm going to leave. I, sorry. I'm like, I could, I, well, I wanted to so badly, right. but you know, there's eight or nine of these nuns. Like, right. what are you going to do? And so I, I just said, uh, okay, well, you know, try to go back to sleep. What are you going to do? Try to go back to sleep and shut the curtain and <laughs> let it go. Here, I'll um, play some Bram's lullaby and just go back to sleep. Yeah, we fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it was just that, like there were a series of strange yeah. things like that. Um, another time, a different nun, this one uh, suffered from Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And um, 
this the this story was quite strange. So she, two different things happened with her. So the first one, she you know, her call button goes off, and I go to her room, and I get to her room, and it the switch has been switched off already. The switch that's up on the wall above her head, and she's also like restrained it. in her bed. I don't like it. And I'm going, how how did that get turned yeah. off? Like, there's no way. Right, this is right. 90s, like, there was no kind of electronic whatever. It was you had to manually flip a metal switch. Mm-hmm. And the switch was off. And I thought that was very strange. And I look at her. And before I can even say a word, she looks at me and says to me, I'm scared. Oh, my, oh my God. Like, I'm scared, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, sister. <laughs> Literally. 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 Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love it. So, um, yeah, I, I also didn't know what to do with that. And I told her to sleep. And a few nights later, I'm in the office. And all of a sudden, same nun, I hear her singing loudly. And the thing, the thing with this is, yeah, <laughs> the thing with this is it's almost like when you have a daycare and it's nap time. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids mm-hmm. starts like, yeah being goofy and you're like yep. oh no they're gonna wake all the other kids up yep. same thing it's the same thing and i'm going oh my god if she's singing right now the other one down the hall that always wants another blanket and you know yeah and I'm going, no 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 was so it her like, actually singing well it was oh, but okay thank god i walk in and i'm like you know hey sister we'll leave her name out even though she's probably departed by now uh hey sister you know what's what's going on it's like three in the morning and, and why are you singing and she said that the virgin mary was at the foot of her bed and wouldn't stop singing. And so she was singing along. <laughs> okay. And she's okay. looking at the thing that's so creepy to me. And I never saw anything mm-hmm. in that convent. But the thing that's creepy to me is that she, the way they would look at these spaces, she would look mm-hmm. at the foot of the, like, she saw somebody like she, there. Mm-hmm. there was and and there. she could have been hallucinating. I'm not saying mm-hmm. necessarily it was paranormal. But Either way, it's very it's disconcerting, creepy. Yeah, especially yeah. alone at night in this hundred year old building, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I told her to tell the Virgin Mary that it was 3 a.m. and that they could start singing. But it was also 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, the hour. Is that the hour? Yep, yeah. that, that would yep. be the witching hour that yeah. we are yeah. all well attuned to. A lot of things happened in that two to three, three thirty, two to four mm-hmm. window, mm-hmm. Um, and especially on the full moons. Mm hmm. So, so she she said out loud, you know, hey, it's time to sleep and we're going to stop singing. And she rolled over and went to sleep. It was, that was that is so strange. Wow. That's um, unnerving for sure. Yeah. Very much so. So then the last part is, to me, the most unnerving. Um, it was a beautiful building, you know, with wood trim and, and mm-hmm. granite steps that would go down to the to the basement. But I'm putting quotes around basement because it was kind of um, there were still rather large windows it wasn't mm-hmm. all the way mm-hmm. underground and it was very like spacious floor basement almost kind of yeah. yeah yeah and it was the cafeteria you know it wasn't mm-hmm. creepy it was finished mm-hmm. it was beautiful flooring and wood trim it was very nice there was nothing creepy about the basement or the lower level um but every day around 4 a.m before any of them woke up i would go downstairs and get you know bread yogurt bananas things for their breakfasts um and that's also where the kitchens were and then i would bring it back upstairs and prepare some food for them in the morning. And I mm-hmm. always hated that part. I always hated going downstairs. I don't know why. Again, there was nothing creepy down there. 
but I always felt really uncomfortable, not in the stairway or anything like that, just when I got down to near the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So one day I was replacing somebody for a daytime shift on the weekend. And it was a beautiful day, sunny, and the nuns, we actually had them outside on the porch, the back porch. And I was taking um, that first nun, the one with the big eyes. I was taking her for a walk. I had to hold her because she had mobility issues. So they had this massive, beautiful garden behind the convent. So we're walking the path along the garden, and there's a pretty little shrine with some prayers and the Virgin Mary and stuff. And a little further down the path next to that, there were two flat um, graves on the ground. Mm -hmm. And we stopped there, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, she wants to say a little prayer or something for her sisters. And she then proceeds to tell me that those nuns were working in the kitchen one night, and an intruder got in. And attacked them and they didn't survive. And they were buried in this garden. Yeah, I know. Totally not what I was expecting on Uh, a sunny Saturday morning. So so that that, um, made me even more not want to go down and get their bread and bananas and go there. Was that true? Like a true story? It really was. It actually was. I checked with my aunt later on. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that actually did happen, unfortunately. Mm. So very scary. Yeah, for Um, sure. So I worked there for two years and uh, nobody died in my two years. Normally they would lose just because they were older. Right. Yeah. Lose a nun per year on average and nobody died my whole time there. So I'm proud of that. (laughs) I know. Yeah. But um, a few, well, I guess it was maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years later. Uh, the convent was sold and most of it was torn down. Mm-hmm. Um, the chapel still stands and the bodies of the nuns were relocated, the, the okay. ones that had deceased. Mm. And uh, But that little shrine is still there and parts of the garden are still there. They've made a little park and That's there's nice. condos now. Um, and where the chapel was is now the gym that goes with the condos. I am so curious about the residents of that place and if they yeah. experience any any of the same feelings that you had right. or seeing the things, seeing people, seeing things mm-hmm. yep. claiming to be the Virgin Mary. Yeah, yep. that makes me wonder, was it actually or was it something claiming to be that? that that's, that? that's where... Or that that, uh, that, that first goes. nun who said, you know, the Holy Father is dead, meaning the Pope for those who, yeah. are, you know. Um, oh, I didn't She know said that, the so. two nuns in the corner of the room are the ones who told her. And I always, once I later on, she told me about these two nuns who had been murdered. They I were thought, the ones that were murdered. I wonder oh. if it's the same, if she's seeing those same two nuns. So oh. was the Pope dead? No. <laughs> <laughs> So they he were not for he didn't die for several years. Yeah, it was just the strangest. Yeah. It was so bizarre, the whole thing. But yeah. I I often wonder too. And I the sounds that echo in my mind are the call buttons. Mm-hmm. And um and they, they all wore these block heels. Mm-hmm. And the sound of those block yep. heels in yeah. those hallways yep. has really stuck with me. And I wonder if if the people in those condos oh. hear and the habits that, that yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. Yep. But That's it was crazy. it was an interesting experience on so many levels. There are a yeah. lot of funny stories I yeah. can tell too. But um, but yeah, it it was it was a very very cool experience. I wouldn't do it again. But yeah, <laughs> it was really interesting. And but especially I I I don't have a religious perspective, so being there without that and mm-hmm. seeing just the way of life and and how they approached death and all those things, it, it was really fascinating. I bet. 
Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. You best. Great yeah, that story. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Check out wow. her podcast. Yes. Check out Skylark, Skylark Bell. Bell. And award-winning. 20 other podcasts too yeah i don't really update i don't really update the other ones i i only i pretty much just have focused on this one yeah and we have to do our time travel cozy land yes yes cozy land is the exception because that's fun and the time travel one is going to be a lot and christmas is now coming so we'll be doing those we can do hallmark yeah yeah that'll be fun Yes. Yes, that will be fun. That reminds me, I saw another time travel movie that I've been meaning to tell you. I think it's called Fast Forward. It's about a young girl whose boyfriend dies and she listens to a mixtape on a Mm. on a cassette and she if she she can fast forward and rewind it. I've seen that. You have? Yes, I don't remember all of it now, but I've seen it. It I remember that. It was really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So we can talk about that one too. But anyway. Yes. We'll let you go, but thank, thank you so you. much for joining thank us. Thank and you. Giving us your yeah. fabulous story. I know. Oh, yes. Thank Can't you. Can't wait so for much. the next time. Oh yeah. 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 I've had I've had recent things too, but I'm not gonna tell you just yet because I need to save them for the podcast. But it's it's uh it involves a cemetery and it's very, very bizarre. Nice. All right. So uh when are we doing the Anoka County tour? I think they have a cemetery tour at some point, ladies. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, we should do That'd that for fun. sure. Mm-hmm. There's also a really cool old-timey cemetery in Excelsior mm. that is, like, really cool. Like, really creepy. I think it's still there. I hope it is. I'm in. Yeah, it's awesome. Pretty sure when we were in Bayfields that where we were coming from, from the VRBO into town, the cemetery is on two sides of the road. So you know that they split the cemetery mm-hmm. at some point and you're mm-hmm. kind of like, did they move everybody? Probably yeah, not. Probably not. Or are we driving over? Yeah. yeah. Like you get the feeling of that and you can see like just at various levels of different mm-hmm. things. But there was a full um, crucifixion cross and everything mm-hmm. as the headstone of, of, I mean, it was like 10 foot tall. That's big. Whoa. That's wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we can then. do that for sure. <laughs> Spooky season's coming. Favorite time. Best. Yep. Best time of the year. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Melissa. Thank you. We will see you soon. Thank you. All right. Talk soon, guys. Okay. bye. 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 All right. Well, I guess that's all we got. And it's getting late. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm trying to get my dad to write me down a couple of stories that would... Go along a little mm-hmm. bit with what Melissa was oh. talking about with uh, mm-hmm. a nun in a convent, Ooh. a sister. Um, I he doesn't want me to use her real name that's or fine. the order that she yeah, that she fine. was a part of, yeah, but uh, we can just she, make one up. We can just call oh, her sister I'm already, or I'm already I'm already calling her sister Anne. Okay, okay. Next time I'll have to tell you about my mom's UFO experience because Ooh. I had totally forgot. I was telling her about it and she was like, well, I told you that your father and I saw a UFO. And I was like, um, that's right. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't, Lori. Um, she just like casually dropped it in like, oh, I went to the store. I got some bread and we saw a I UFO. Saw UFO. <laughs> And yep. did you want half and half or creamer? Like- <laughs> I also will have to say I have a few stories that are from when um, the 
pheasant hunting lodge that we stayed in in South Dakota with my friend's dad's place that they mm-hmm. own. And it, there's just some some middle of nowhere. There's a really cool story about a woman who helped the natives when nobody else would, when cholera was going through. Nice. And she didn't make it. And yeah. Shit. And then there's definitely some experiences that yeah. several of us have had in that area. Hmm. And yeah, we'll have to do yeah. but that's for next time. Folks. Yeah, I've got some stories too from the house that Melissa was talking about. Yeah, you do. <laughs> do we have you yet? Have we hooked you in yet uh, <laughs> for our listening? next episode? Yeah. Talk about a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. Not if sure what we're doing, here. but we'll do it. <laughs> Bye. Bye, ladies. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the Independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the BooPod Network of Super Cool Podcasts. Nailed it.